virtuous woman whose worth is far above rubies is an excellent woman. She is praised because of her virtue and valued because of her virtue, not her beauty. This woman respects her husband and he trusts her. Her friends, co-workers, parents, siblings, and children can trust her. She works hard at her relationship with her God. She covers herself and her family in the blood of Jesus. She fears the Lord and is wise. She is not afraid of the enemy because Jesus is her covering and shields her and protects her and her family. Today we're going to see that she is also a woman that instructs her children. So the key word today is instruct. The word instruct means to direct, teach, coach, or guide. That key word is instructs, to teach, coach. Do you ever think of yourself as a coach? Direct or guide. And the goal of instructing our children is that they themselves will fear the Lord and walk with Jesus all the days of their lives, and that they run fast and hard towards the things of God and fast and hard away from the things that would hurt God or hurt themselves or hurt their family. So that's the goal. The goal is that they themselves would fear and trust the Lord and walk with Jesus all the days of their lives, and that they would run fast and hard towards the things of God and fast and hard away from the things that would hurt God and hurt their families and hurt themselves. So the entire chapter of Proverbs 31 is a mother instructing her son. So let's just look at Proverbs 31.1, and that's really where we're going to stay today. Proverbs 31.1 says... What my son and what son of my womb and what son of my vows do not give your strength to women nor your ways nor your ways to that which destroys kings. So that went all the way to verse three. But right here, this woman is saying she's saying what my son what what do you need to know? She's asking him what he needs to know, not that she has all the answers but that she can that she can go to God and get the answers. And she's asking him, what do you need to know? She, um, she knows that all the answers come from God, and she was going to instruct her son in, that, um, in, the, in the things that they, he needed to know. In verse 3, she warns him not to give his strength to women because she knows that women can drag a man down if he isn't wise. In verse 4, four, five, and 6, she warns him about drinking because it will affect how he thinks and how he behaves. And she says it's not fitting for a king. And remember, we talked about that way back in the very first lesson that we need to instruct our children like they are gonna, like their leaders. They are, they are our future leaders. So she tells him, in verses 4, 5, and 6, she warns him about drinking, that it will affect how he thinks and how he behaves. In verses 8 through nine, eight and 9, she tells of the importance of speaking up for those who can't. So speaking up for those who can't, for 
for the unborn, for the babies, for elderly. Um, so she tells him that in verses 8 and 9. In verses 10 through 20, she tells him what kind of woman to look for. So she tells him that this woman is trustworthy. She works willingly with her hands. She provides food for her family and friends. She gets up early and she stays up late. And when she's up late, remember we learned that she's up late and she's not idle. So she's up late and she's working. She's wise with her time. She isn't binge watching Netflix or something. She's, she's busy and she's doing, she's wise with her time. So she stays up late. She takes care of her help. She brings money into the home. She works hard on her relationship with Jesus. She covers her family in the blood of Jesus, and she instructs her children. So this woman tells her son what kind of woman to look for, and she also tells her daughters what kind of woman to be. Today we're going to see that she instructs her children. So this passage is for all women. Yes, it is for mothers. It's written for mothers, but it's also for those that are not mothers yet. It's also for those that maybe don't have little children in their home because really we have children all around us, don't we? We have um, their Sunday school. We have our nieces and nephews. We have um, uh, children of our friends. And and really, in in reality, a lot of times, especially as our kids get older, a lot of times our 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 family and our friends can also pour into the hearts and lives of our children. So um, so it's not necessarily just for mothers. So if you don't have babies yet, um, that's okay. We can still learn from this. Um, God puts people into our lives. He gives us, uh, again, Sunday school teachers. He gives us, you know, aunties, uncles. Um, he gives us those people, grandmas, that can speak into our lives. And I, as I was Looking over this, I was, I was thinking about a couple of women that have, have really poured into me and poured into my life, but also um, into my husband's life. A lot of you know that, and he kind of mentioned this last night, that when he was just a baby, his mother died of breast cancer. He, um, she died when he was a year and a half old, but she was sick since he was about three months old. So at that point, his grandma and his aunties really were the ones that took care of him. He was just a baby, and they took care of him at that point. And, and as he got older, there was um, there was Lily, and that was um, just a real special lady in, in all of our lives. She was with his dad for um, 45, 47 years, and, and just a real sweet lady. But the lady that I, I wanted to just really share about with you tonight is a lady that we called Nana. She's still Nana today to us. She was... At that point, she was his best friend in high school, his, uh, his mom. And um, I, started, I was asking him about her. I said, you know, what did Nana teach you? When, when um, Ben went into, came into their family, he was, just a, he was just a kid. He was in high school and, and didn't, you know, really have any, um, any Christian influence in his life. And his best friend... Nana was um, his best friend's mom, who was, uh, and his best friend's dad was the pastor, Pastor Benavides. So um, Nana was Mrs. Benavides, and she was just, 
just a, a neat lady that just loved the Lord. And I asked him, I said, well, what did Nana teach you? What are some of the things that she taught you? And he said, well, you know, she was really welcome. She just welcomed me into the home and into the family. And that was really huge for him because, um, you know, just growing up without a mother in the home, that was just something that was really special to him, that she welcomed him into the family. So she taught him um, the importance of family, and she taught him the importance of church. And when, and actually, that's where he got saved. He got saved in their church. But he said that she also taught him how to love Jesus and how to love the Word of God. And um, so many times we just feel like... What am I, you know, what am I going to do? How do I, how, I don't have little kids. At that point, her son was the youngest in the family. And so she didn't have babies in the house anymore. He was her baby and he was in high school. But here's this young man coming over to the house. And one of the things that he said that was really interesting was that she taught Ben by teaching her son. So as her, Ben was at home or was in their home, with his best friend, and as she was talking to her son, she was also teaching Ben a lot of the stuff. And when I look back and think, and, you know, as we were talking about it, we were just thinking about what what um, that means to Ben's life. Like I said, he got saved in that church. He, you know, would he have been saved with, with or without Nana? You know, God knows, but but Nana taught him how to love Jesus, and Nana taught him how to love the word and she taught him and like he said just by living it she didn't just say okay now let's sit down we're gonna have a bible study he was in their home she invited him in and that really isn't very difficult to do it, and she it was just it's just a, such a neat thing psalm 145 4 says one generation commends your works to another they tell of your mighty acts as women with or without children in our homes we are to share the works of the Lord with other generations. In instructing our children, we must, we must first know and fear the Lord. The woman whose worth is far above rubies has a love for the word of God and knows it. And again, going back to the story about Nana and, and with, with Ben, um, you know, she loved the Lord and she knew the word. And I know that sometimes it's it's overwhelming and we think well you know what do i know how can i how can i share this with anybody you know especially children really you know more than you think you know if you're sitting in church here at calvary chapel on sunday mornings wednesday nights thursday night women's bible study you know the word of god and you can share it this woman loves the word of god and she knows it and she also knows that there is nothing more important than instructing her children in the word of God and in the fear of the Lord. Mark ten fourteen says, Let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. That's Mark ten fourteen. There's nothing as important than instructing your children in the Lord. So the, this woman, the Proverbs 31 woman, she looks for opportunities to train her children in the way they should go. So looking for opportunities. She's intentional, she's focused, and she's purpose, purposeful, and she plans. She puts down her phone, she turns off the TV, 
And she says no. She says no, not to her children. I think so many times we say no more than we should to our children. But she says no to other things because she, she knows that there is nothing as important as instructing her children in the Lord. So whether you have children in your home or not, it's, it's look for opportunities to train children. Psalm 127, 3 through 5 says, Children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the woman whose quiver is full of them. I put in woman because that's because we're women. So it says, blessed is the woman whose quiver is full of them. I, um, as a young, not married woman, wanted lots of kids, lots and lots of kids. And once I got married, I still wanted lots and lots of kids. I have two kids and I have lots and lots of other kids, um, I, I just, everybody's kid is my kid. I pinch cheeks, I hug, I, I love on, I just, I love, I love kids. Um, all the way from babies on up. I mean, I'll tell your teenagers, don't text while you're driving. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be talking to boys if they're, you know, 10-year-old girls. I'll tell your, I'll tell your dad, I'll tell your uncles. You know, I, I tell them that. And, um, and it's true, I will, I'll tell on them. And, <laughs> um, all children are a gift from God. They're on loan from him, and they belong to God, not to us. And we need to give them Jesus. Um, all, like I said, all the way from the kids in our, in our church um, to uh, where I work, we have a, a daycare there. And there's some parents I know are walking with the Lord and others that I know don't. Um, but either way, I'll go up into the daycare, and I'll tell these little ones about Jesus, and I'll sing to them. Jesus loves me, this I know. And I, and I tell them, and there's times that the, the lady that runs the daycare that knows, like the parents that aren't um, walking with the Lord, she says, ooh, their mama's going to be so mad at you. And I said, let her. <laughs> just, just let her come and ask me, and I'll tell her what I'm teaching them. But um, I, I love that. I, you know, I tell them all a lot about the Lord. And if, if you don't have that, if you don't have that fire in you to tell about to tell especially children about Jesus and then what the thing that is so neat about kids is that they're so open to it you tell them about Jesus and they're so fresh from God they're just wide open and you just see their little eyes and it's, it's awesome if you don't have that ask God ask God to put that fire in your heart um, to teach and instruct your children and other children we we teach children many things we teach them to sit up we teach them to eat with a spoon. We teach them um, to walk and to be kind. We teach them to share. Uh, we teach them to not text while they're driving. We teach them what, you know, to use their inside voices when they're inside and it's okay outside. We teach them that um, they need to look both ways before they cross the street. We teach them to read. And the, re the reason we teach them to read is so that they can read the Bible, so that they can hear and they can hear the voice of God for themselves. Because really, a hundred years from now, is it going to matter that your child knew how to read when they were four? What's going to matter is that they could hear the voice of God when they were four or when they were five or when they were 14 or 40. A hundred years from now, is it going to matter that they, you know, could could uh, that they were the most popular in school or that they had 
private uh, sports lessons or private music. That's not going to matter. What's going to matter 100 years from now is that that little boy or that little girl knows Jesus and hears his voice. Um, we teach our children and we're purposeful and intentional and we plan to instruct. And all this equals what? Time. And I know it's, again, it's one of those things where it's, where it's like, oh my gosh, when am I going to have the time? When am I going to have the time? Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 7 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments I give you today and are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk to them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. That's Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 7. The woman that fears the Lord knows that her worth is far above rubies and she takes the time every day to love the Lord with all her heart and to and soul and strength. Again, time. And I heard this little quote yesterday, and I thought it was it was kind of appropriate here. If you have the time to scroll, you have the time to stroll. So I hear so many times women saying, "Oh, I just don't have time. I don't have time to read the Bible." And I get it. Women are busy. I mean, from the time you get up in the morning to when you finally, you know, your head hits the pillow at night, women are busy. But, you know, it's important. And that those same women that tell me they don't have time to read the Bible know what's going on on Facebook. They know what's going on, you know, and all that. I don't know. I don't have the social media stuff, so I don't know. My, my uh, daughter laughs at me because I call it the Facebook. I guess it's not supposed to be called the Facebook. But <laughs> anyway, um, if you have the time to stroll... You have the time. If you have the time to scroll, you have the time to stroll. So next time you're tempted to check out what's going on on Facebook, open your Bible. You probably have it on your phone. If you don't, get one. Take a, take a you know, quick look at the word. So she takes time to love the Lord. She takes time to walk with the Lord. And she takes time to talk about the things of the Lord when she gets up, when she lies down, when she walks or drives down the road, now we drive, we don't walk, right? When she, when she drives down the road, she's talking about the things of the Lord to her kids. Remember that our goal in instructing our children is that our children learn to love Jesus and hear his voice for themselves. And it's never too young. It's never too early for them to hear. Um, when we, I was thinking she was a lot younger, but our youngest daughter, when we, um, we, we had this uh, neighbor that was a little bit older than she was, and she was about eight, I think, and her na- the neighbor was like nine or ten. And um, so she w- there was going to be a sleepover birthday party, and, and uh, Miranda was so excited. She was like, sleepover. And so one of the rules in our homes was, you know, we didn't have sleepovers. It was because, you know, especially if we didn't really know the family, and we really didn't know, you know, our neighbors, so like close enough to let her spend the night, but we had told her that, you know, if she wanted to go to the party, she could go to the birthday party, and then when it was time to go to bed, then she had to come home, and so this was like weeks. She was so excited, and she was just this little teeny girl, right? She's so excited. She was going to be with the bigger girls and the birthday party, and, you know, she was just all happy and excited about it, so she's over at the party, and it was about, 
I don't know, 5.30 in the afternoon, maybe 6, and the phone rings, and that, you know, that was the one on the wall, not the cell phone, right? So <laughs> I get the phone, and, and she says, hi, Mom, um, am I supposed to be home? And I said, no. Well, is Dad home yet? And I said, no. And she goes, well, am I supposed to be there before Dad gets home? And, you know, we had talked about this for weeks, so I go, Miranda, do you want to come home? And she goes, uh-huh. <laughs> and I go, do you want me to send your sister for you? Uh-huh. So I go, okay. So, you know, at that point, you know, Talia and I were at the house, and we were eating, like, leftovers or something, and I always had music playing in the background. Well, Miranda was always the kid that would, like, complain about the leftovers. Why do we have to eat this? Ah, oh, so boring. Oh, whatever. Anyway, so she walks in, and she sits at the table, and she just starts to eat, and she's like, Thank you, Jesus, for this food. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for this music. And I go, I, so I sat down next to her and I said, Miranda, what's going on? I thought, you know, were, were they mean to you over there? To somebody, were they picking on you? Because they were older girls. And she goes, no, no. And I said, well, what happened? And she said, well, they took out this game. And she goes, I don't know. I'd never seen it before. But the Holy Spirit said, I'm getting out of here and you're coming with me. And I said, <laughs> What kind of game? And it was, and she said, well, I had that, they put their hands on it. And so she was this little girl. We never showed her that. We never talked, but the Holy Spirit said, I'm getting out of here and you're coming with me. And the, the cute thing was, she goes, I didn't want to look lame. So that's why I called. <laughs> so there was still that part of little girl. So really it's never too, they're never too young to hear the voice of God. They can hear the voice of God, train them and train them it's and it was so sweet and so that girl today um pray for her she's a girl that has heard the voice of god she has she has heard the voice of god more than one time children today are learning that good is evil and evil is good teach your children that jesus is the truth there is so much out there that you know they're not allowed to pray in school they're not allowed to you know they're they're not allowed to say certain things but Jesus is the truth, and you can, you can teach your children that. You can teach them that. I found that of all the things in Proverbs 31, um, the, all the things that this woman does, respects her husband, works willingly with her hands, covers her family in scarlet, uh, reaches out to the poor, I found that with all of that, the one thing that is the most overwhelming, the one thing that the enemy will condemn us and guilt us on as women is this one, instructing our children. Because we can either be at the point where they're really little and you're going, I don't know what to do. Or maybe they're already grown and you weren't even a Christian when they were at, in your home. Um, whatever it is, the enemy is real good. And sometimes we don't even need that. I know as a mother myself, as a grandma, you know, there's that in yourself. I remember there were times where it's just like, Lord, just that giant delete button in the sky, just press it. Just, I don't want, I, there's just so much guilt in, in it anyway. And so we don't really need the enemy, but the enemy will guilt us and condemn us on this. But, but God, God is bigger God is bigger. And remember last week we looked at the verse in Thessalonians. It's 1 Thessalonians 5, 24. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. He will do it. So there is no condemnation to those who trust God. If you haven't been instructing your children up till now, 
however old they are, if they're babies, if they're, if they're grown, if you haven't, tomorrow's a new day. Tomorrow's a new day. And pray. Ask God to show you. Ask him to show you your blind spots. Ask him to, sh- ask him to show you how and when. And remember the wise woman, she plans. She plans when. She, she asks God when, how, what. And again, it takes time. It takes so much time to instruct. So starting tonight, ask the Lord and plan, how can I, whether my kids are, whether my kids are babies, whether they're um, in middle school or whether they're grown, they, you know, if your kids are grown, they still need you. They still need instruct, instructions from a godly mama. So ask God, ask God for up to give you opportunities to instruct your children in the Lord. It's worth it, and it's never too late. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, we thank you that you, Lord, that you are merciful, that you give us what we need. Lord, we thank you that, Lord, that you put us in places where we can represent you to to all people, but Lord, especially to little ones. As women, we come in contact with these babies. And, and Lord, I pray that you give us boldness. I pray that you give us fire in our hearts to instruct these little ones. Lord, and it's, it's not so that they can look good and be all shiny and pretty, but Lord, so that they can hear your voice, so that they can follow you, so they can run fast and hard towards you. Lord, I pray that if there's anybody here that has that guilt or condemnation from the enemy, Lord, that you would just cover that with your blood. Lord, that you would, um, that you would speak words of encouragement over those, those, these ladies that, um, that don't see a way. Lord, there's always a way when, when you're in our lives. Lord, we love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.